Well, this morning, uh, I just want to share with you about opening our eyes. And I really believe that God is wanting to open our eyes more to the things that God has for us. And I want to share a passage of scripture from Matthew 13 to get us started on this topic. And, and just to think a little bit more about that. Really, it's a prayer. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see Jesus. I want to see all that you have for me. I want to see your perspective. I want to get beyond myself and to see, God, what you really are desiring and wanting in my life. And so we're praying that, Lord, open my eyes. And so we're going to start by going to Matthew 13, uh, 10 to 16, and uh, that's where we'll begin here this morning. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? And Jesus replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. And that is why I use these parables, for they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes." because they see, and your ears, for they hear. And Father, that is what we're praying here today. God, we want ears to hear and eyes to see, minds that understand. And so, Lord, we're praying that, Lord, you would uh, open up our understanding better, that you would open up our hearing, that we would hear you better, that, Lord, you would open up our eyes, that we would see those things, God, that we need to see in our own lives and also, Lord, in our world here today. And so we just pray that, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And I know that's a prayer that many of you pray as well, that you want your eyes to be open. You want to see more of God. You want to understand more about God. You want to understand things that are happening. You want to understand spiritual realm things. We all have that desire to know more, or at least we should have that desire to know more. Open my eyes, Lord. I want to see the things that you're wanting me to see. I open my eyes, Lord, because I, I want to have the perspective that you have. Because a lot of times we get hindered by our own perspective or our own opinion when we nearly need to line ourselves up with what God wants us to see. Open up our eyes to things in our own lives that maybe we need to change or things that we maybe need to work on. Uh, open our eyes to things that are happening in spiritual places and spiritual realms that we don't see but there's things that are happening in our world today that we need to be aware of in spiritual realms that are taking place. Open our eyes to what is truly important for us. See, there are things that God wants us to see. There's things that God wants us to understand, uh, not just about our own lives, but about things that are happening around us that we might be aware of the times that we are living in. Uh, personally, for me, I... I've been praying and, and trying. I say, Lord, help. I need to be listening better. God, help me to hear better. God, help me to see better. Help me, God, to understand better. And that's a constant prayer 
that I do pray. And I know many of you do the same. See, there's much to see and understand in this whole realm of Christianity in the world that we live. There are things visible to see, and there are things that are invisible to see. And God wants to help us in all those areas that we might see and understand and know what to do and know how to respond. Of course, keeping our eyes on Jesus, uh, keeping the focus on our Savior, of course, that's as indeed as important as He is supreme. He's all-knowing. And so we really should be listening to what He has to say because He knows all things. You know, sometimes we listen to all these other things around us, even, you know, good speakers and things that are written, articles and books and all that kind of stuff. But really, the most important person you need to listen to is Jesus because uh, He's all-knowing. And listen to what it says here of him in Colossians 1, 15 to 16. Christ is the, is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created, is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities and the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. And so if we're really wanting to have an understanding to see things, not just in the natural realm, but in spiritual realms, then it's kind of obvious that we need to know the one who created all things and uh, who is uh, our God and our Lord and our Savior. So Jesus is the one who knows all, sees all. It's our advantage to uh, seek him. And, and there's things that Jesus wants us to see that are beyond our natural sight, uh, things that are beyond your natural understanding or, or knowing. And, and he likes to do that. He likes to speak to us. He likes to show us things. And we just need to be at that place that we're ready to receive and to understand that it is he that is speaking to us or is showing us things. See, there are things that go on in spiritual realms that with a naked eye, we don't see them. And sometimes we make the mistake, well, if I don't see it, means that it doesn't exist. And that's not a thing you do in a spiritual realm. Uh, the Bible is quite clear that there is a spiritual realm of activity that is very active in our world today. It's a very structured realm. Uh, as the Bible says, there's thrones, there's kingdoms, there's rulers, there's powers, there's authorities that are active in our world. Part of that is a demonic realm. Part of that is an angelic realm. Uh, you know, as you look to the Bible, you'll see lots of stories about that and situations that have happened where we, we get insight into a spiritual realm of what is taking place. And of course, as you read the book of Revelation, it's trying to give you a picture in a spiritual realm of things that are going to be taking place in our world. But one of the great stories I like in the old, it's actually in the Old Testament, is the story of Elisha. Uh, Elisha was a great prophet in the Old Testament. Uh, he was so good that... Uh, you know, he would go to the king and he would tell the king, you know, uh, this army or this group, uh, they're planning to attack you. Uh, they're going to be at this location or that location. And, you know, the, the other kingdom started hearing about that, that there's a man that is interfering uh, with their prospering of, or advances of their army. And so one of those kings, the king of Aram, decided to send his soldiers to capture Elisha. And as uh, they wake up in the morning, Elisha and his servant and they wake up, and the servant is the, immediately begins to panic, uh, probably like the rest of us probably would. If we suddenly walked out to these doors and we saw a huge army all around us, uh, 
there'd be probably a little bit of panic that would be taking place. But Elisha the prophet wasn't panicking at all. In fact, he said a little prayer for his servant, and he said, Lord, open his eyes. Open his eyes. 2 Kings 6, 16 to 17. Listen to what he says. He says, don't be afraid, Elisha told them, for there are more on our side than on theirs. That's a good point to remember. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. He realized there was a heavenly house that was surrounding. They were protected from this great army that was all around them. And see, I, I believe that God is wanting to do this in this season that we are in, to open up our eyes to the things that maybe we're afraid of or things that maybe we've just gone through and have been very hard or difficult or we've been anxious about or we've been troubled about. And he wants to help us to see what was really going on and he wants to comfort us by showing us that he is with us and we really don't have anything that we need to fear. And so we need to be praying, Lord, open my eyes, because I realize if we had people stand up here today or people are watching us online, that if you start writing down some of the things that you're going through, you'd probably find there's a whole lot of stuff that's been happening. And, and we kind of get to that place where we wonder, like, God, why? And why is this happening? What's going on, God? We got all these questions. And God's wanting to give some answers. And he's wanting to open up our eyes to see things. So there's things that God is wanting to show us and reveal to her people. There are things he's wanting us to understand and, and uh, for our, our eyes to see. And, and I know that's something we need to be really praying about. God, I want eyes to see. It's not just something that happens, you know, when we become a Christian. There's certainly, there's the beginning of it. But if you really want to see and understand things in spiritual realms, you really got to be seeking in that spiritual realm and seeking God. And God is wanting to give us insight into what is going on in our world and give us insight into our futures and things that will be taking place. And so this morning, I just want to share with you just for a little bit about talking about that prayer, God, open our eyes. Open my eyes. I need to see things. There's so much that has been filling our minds in this world of late and uh, filling our eyesight. And you know what? There's some things God wants to show us. There's some things that God wants us literally to see. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. Now, as we cry out for God to open up our eyes more, there are some obvious hindrances. I want to look at some hindrances, first of all, that can cause some problems to our spiritual eyesight and understanding of things that take place in our lives and in our world. And one of those big ones is in the passage that we already read here in Matthew. Again, I'll just read a portion of Matthew 13, 15. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. See, God is speaking to our world today in many ways. He's speaking to us uh, on things that we'll hear. He's speaking to us in things that we'll understand. He's speaking to us in things that we will see. He's trying to get people's attention. Unfortunately, a lot of people just don't see it. They don't understand it. They're not listening. They've closed their eyes, literally. And so a big problem 
to our spiritual eyesight can be a hard heart. See, that heart that is it's not interested, it's maybe a little bit on the bitter side, maybe it's a little bit on the stubborn side, maybe it's just in that place where they've reached and they've closed their mind. Now, that could be sometimes because of some disappointments in life or offenses or hurts. Sometimes it's pride uh, in our lives. Or sometimes it's just simply that not interested. And when we're not interested, we can simply, in that spiritual sense, close our eyes. And so we don't see anything that's going on with God. You know, sometimes you, know, you hear this every once in a while in church. Nothing's going on in the church. Really? When you say that, that's when you need to be looking at yourself. Because you know what? There's always something going on. There's always somebody being touched by God. And, and that really does happen. And I know as a pastor, we often know that more than you do because often people will share with us and tell us about things that are happening to them uh, when they're in church or, uh, or that God is touching them in some way or another. And, but you need to be careful of getting a hard heart where your eyes get closed and you're not open to anything that God may be doing. And, you know, I, I, I see that as a pastor lots of times. You see with people that they've just closed their minds. You're seeing God do all kinds of things right around them, right in plain sight. And you talk to them, they say, I don't see a thing. Don't see a thing. And so that's a real big area, a hard heart. You don't want to go there because it's a road that can lead you to a place where you can miss everything, even eternity in heaven. And so that, that's, a, that's a big one. You've got to be careful of a hard heart. Another big problem that services in regards to not seeing is the deception that we're okay. You know what? I don't got any problems. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, maybe you're not so good, but I'm good. Like, my life is perfect. I don't have any problems. I'm right in my own eyes. And that's the problem you see throughout Scripture again. Uh, you can go way back to the book of Judges in the Old Testament, and we see this problem where it tells us in Judges 17.6, in those days Israel had no king, and all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. And you, know, you, you don't need to be a professor to realize that's exactly where our world is still today that everybody's out there doing what is right in their own eyes. And don't you dare tell them that they are wrong. Don't you dare tell them that there's a truth or don't dare tell them that this is science because they're not listening, because they're only concerned that they're right in their own eyes. And that's a problem that happened in Israel to the people of Noah's day, to the people of today. It's still out there. And we need to be careful that ourselves, that we don't get to a place where, you know, we think, well, I don't got any problems. You know, like, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm just good. Hey, nothing. We need to be careful of that. And, and we've got to be careful of doing things that we deem as right in our eyes when we know the Word of God is telling us a totally different story. That amazes me where I see Christians that get to that place and they start saying, oh, no, no, I'm still a Christian. And I think like, okay, like I, I know we all have, you know, our opinions and how to live a Christian life, but there are some things that are absolutes in the Bible and how some people, they just wipe those out. You know, they just take a white out and they just clear that part out. Friends, we've got to be careful of that. You need to be careful of that because really what that deception does, it blinds us to the truth that God is trying to show us. So we need to be careful of that perception and even pride that can come in there because that causes us to miss a lot as well. Then another problem that keeps us from seeing is the darkness 
that we can allow to surround us or engulf us. And usually that's a gradual process. We usually just don't jump into darkness. It's usually a gradual process that takes place. And we allow things in our lives and begin to make excuses for things in our lives. And we gradually start leaning more and more towards darkness instead of light. And as we do that, darkness starts to diminish our sight. We don't see as good as we used to because now it's, it's you know, just before, you know, it turns dark uh, in the natural, you know, it gets harder to see. Well, that's where sometimes we get spiritually. We're, we're in a place of darkness. We've gotten too close to the darkness and now we can't see very good. Matthew 6, 22, uh, 23, he talks about this. Jesus says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. And that's what can happen in darkness, that you can get so engulfed in the darkness that you still are totally convinced, I'm still a Christian. I'm still serving God. And no, you're not. No, you're not. You, you've gone into the other, other person's camp. You're in the camp of darkness. So sometimes we can deceive ourselves that we are okay, that spiritually everything is wonderful and great, when it's not, because we've made some unhealthy choices and we've been entertaining darkness. And God clearly warns us of the dangers of darkness and tells us, stay in the light. That's where we're to be. And again, this is usually a gradual process where we allow our standards, our commitments to slide. And before we realize it, we're in the kingdom of darkness instead of in the kingdom of light. And when we're in that position, we're no longer going to be able to see. Then another big problem is the world that we actually live in. See, the world is it's a very attractive world. There's lots of good things in this world. And, you know, there's lots of activities and things we can buy and things we can enjoy and consume. There's all kinds of good things in our world. And, and that is good, that there are good things. But we need to be careful that our pursuit doesn't become for the world instead of for God. And sometimes that's what happens with us as Christians. We end up chasing the world instead of chasing God. 1 John 2, 15 to 17 says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. You know, this world becomes a big problem for all of us because we all face it every day. And, the, you know, the, there's wonderful things that we can enjoy in this world. And there's all things, all of us here that we enjoy uh, as part of this world. But the problem becomes when that world starts to become more important than God is to us. And we start pursuing all the things that this world can offer us instead of all the things that our God can offer us. And if we're not careful, you know, the world can consume us where suddenly we find ourselves, we don't have any time for God. You know, God gets a back seat while we pursue all these things that, you know, we want and feel and entitled to do. And of course, it all seems harmless, but soon 
gradually, our eyesight begins to fade because we're not chasing God anymore, we're chasing the world. And when we stand before God, we didn't remember that. Sometimes we forget about that, that there's a day of accountability. And we are going to stand before the Lord. And we're going to give account for what we have done. I wonder about that. I wonder about, as a parent, how did you raise your kids? Did you raise your kids for God, or did you just kind of let, them, let the world decide for you? How did you live your life? What was important for you? What things did you do? Because you're going to give an account for all those things that you've done. The Bible says, work out your salvation with fear and with trembling. So our, our faith is something we should be taking seriously. You know, it's been a tactic of the enemy uh, right since Adam and Eve, really from the very beginning. And what did the devil do for Adam and Eve? He appealed to their desire for pleasure. He appealed to that desire of what they saw. They saw that there was some forbidden fruit. He was appealing to what they saw. He was appealing to that nature inside us that sometimes, uh, if it's out there, I want it. And, and that's why, you know, the, there's always something new coming out in our world because that's what the world wants you to do. They want you to keep spending and keep buying the newest thing. And some of those new things are quite fun and enjoyable. But if you start pursuing those things, your eyesight is going to diminish and you're not going to see the things that are really, really important in life. And those things where God may be speaking to you or guiding you or speaking uh, into your life. Friends, there's a lot of distractions out there. And we live in this world. We still live in it. We're not, you know, apart from this world. We still live in this world. And if we're not careful, we can allow all of these things to cloud our vision and that can cloud us from seeing what God really wants to do in our lives or what God is wanting to do in our midst. And that's not God's desire. God wants us to see. God wants us to have eyes that are open to see what he is wanting to do and is doing in our midst. Now, that's enough of hindrances. There could be more we could talk about. Those are just some of the main ones. I want to talk about some of the solutions to opening our eyes and seeing those things that God really wants us to see. And of course, the most simplest advice that I can give you is keep your eyes on Jesus. And I know you've been hearing me repeat that almost every Sunday, keep your eyes on Jesus, but it really is so very, very important. Keep the focus on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. If you really want good eyesight spiritually, you need to keep pursuing Jesus. You need to really keep that focus uh, in your life. You know, he, he, he knows all things. He's the one that guides and leads us. So obviously we need to keep our focus upon him. And as we do so, God will help us with our eyesight. He will show us many things that will encourage us. He will show us many things that, you know, will give us enlightenment and understanding. He'll show us many things that will give us direction and revelation of what's really important. We need to keep focusing on him because we serve a God who wants to speak to us and a God who wants to show us things. So that's the number one. If you want good eyesight, 
You got to keep the focus on Jesus. And then another solution that's going to help you to open your eyes spiritually is to read and study God's Word, the Bible. You know, I don't care if you read the Bible a hundred times. You know, you'll never reach the place where you think, you know, I read the Bible enough, so I can just set it aside and I don't have to read it anymore. No, you need to keep reading the Bible. It's like new every day and every morning. I just find it amazing as I pick up the Bible and I start to read that there's things that he speaks to me, even though I've read that passage a hundred times, he still speaks. Even with messages, you know, you, you've read that passage of scripture, you spoke many messages, and then boom, God just speaks something else into you. So if you want good eyesight, read the word of God. It really helps your eyesight. It really does. Psalm 119, 18 says, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths and your instruction. And that's a really good prayer to pray that the psalmist prayed that, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see. I, I want to see what you're trying to say to me. I, I, I want to see uh, things that open up around me to know that it's really you. That's a really good prayer to pray. See, God, there's so many things God wants us to see in his word that will encourage us and direct us and, and, and help us to see even better. We need to spend time there. You know, you need to keep studying the Word and reading the Word, uh, keeping that faith strong. And you'll keep it strong by staying in the Word of God. God's Word is important. You can never know too much. And it's my experience as well that God continues to show me things every time that I look to the Word. God wants to show you some things in His Word. If you want to see, start reading His Word. God wants to show you some things. Then another area that will help your eyes uh, uh, to be open, is to pray. Uh, keep those times of prayer in your life. You know, these are just really simple, basic things. But if you don't do the basics, friends, everything else gets messed up. You always got to keep the basics, and that keeps you on the straight and narrow, keeps you from being deceived, and people bringing you down wrong roads. Keep the basics, and let me tell you, uh, it'll keep your eyes wide open. I like the prayer of Moses uh, that he prayed, and uh, the psalmist kind of picks that up. Uh, here in uh, Psalm 90, and he, he's talking about that part of praying that, Lord, open up our eyes. Listen to what he says. He said, give us gladness in proportion to our former misery. Replace the evil years with good. Let us, your servants, see your, you work again. Let our children see your glory. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. You know, we all go through times in our life that can be hard and, and difficult. We can go through times in our life where we want, why did I have to go through that? But we can come to that place and start praying again, Lord, I, I want to see those years that I've lost to be restored again. I, I want to see good things start happening again. Lord, I, I want to see your glory. I, I want to see your work. You know, for some of us that have grown up in the church or have been in the uh, Christianity for a long time, and you've seen lots of things. There's lots of testimonies, but there's also some things that you haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, that's what we need to be praying for. God, I, I want to see those things again. And not only do I want to see them, Lord, I want the next generation to see them. And I really think that's a really big prayer that we need to be praying right now, because we've got a lot of the next generation that they've kind of walked away from God. And I think a lot of it is because they really haven't experienced a, a, a true encounter with God. 
And we need to be praying that again, that our children and our children's children would have an encounter with Jesus Christ that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And we need to see that. We need to be saying, you know, Lord, our kids need to see some healings take place. You know, I've been praying for healings, and I've seen some wonderful healings, but I've not seen enough of them. Man, I want to see more. And I believe they're coming. I really do. But that's part of my prayer. God, open my eyes. I want to see some miracles. Uh, Lord, open our eyes because I want to see our kids see miracles, even more important than me because I, I, I know my, my faith and I'm going to hold on to my faith. But I'm worried about some of that younger generation. So Lord, let's pray. Open up their eyes. Open up their eyes. They're going to see the glory of God. And that's a big prayer we need to be praying. You know, I really believe that we need some very clear signs and wonders uh, displayed again for all to see. Our, our faith needs to go beyond believing to seeing for ourselves that this faith and hope that we have is real. And, you know, let's pray into that. God, we, we want to see that right here. Let's invite God. God, how about right here, right here in St. Paul? God, we could use some miracles right here. There's enough people in this church, believe me, that have gone through a lot of trials in these last six, seven months, or even these last few years, and hospitals, and sicknesses, and diseases, and problems, and difficulties. Man, we could use some things to see with our own eyes. And I, and I believe I'm to tell you, get ready, because we are going to see them. We are. God's going to open our eyes to some wonderful, wonderful things. So make that part of your prayer that, Lord, open, open our eyes there. We, we want to see. Uh, Lord, we want to be touched by you. Um, keep praying that. An another prayer, uh, if you read uh, uh, about the seven churches in Revelation, and one of the messages of the seven churches, Jesus talks to them and says, you know what you really need, church? You need some eye salve for your eyes uh, because they're not healthy. And, you know, sometimes maybe that's what the Lord's saying to us. You know what? I think you need a little bit of eye salve put on. Where does that come from? It comes from him. And I believe he wants to do that and put some eye salve on our eyes that we might see clearer. And as we pray that, it will happen because God does answer prayers. Fourth area that will help us to open up our eyes is to examine ourselves. Uh, Self-examination is always important, and we all need to do it from time to time because uh, sometimes we can just get to the place and think that, yeah, I'm okay. And sometimes when you go through those examination uh, times, search me, O God, and know my heart today. See if there be any wicked way in me. Sometimes you might get surprised. God might put his finger and say, a matter of fact, there is something I want to deal with you today. There's an area in your life that you've been kind of holding back from me, and, and I want that area in your life. To, I want to minister to that area. And so, again, that's another great thing to do, self-examination. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you will know that Jesus Christ is among you. And if not, then you fail the test of genuine faith. Honest examination are good things to do, beneficial for us to do, to take some time to have an honest look at ourselves and what we're doing. Because it really can help us restore our sight and help us to see more clearly. And it's not something that you just kind of rush in, you know, make a quick little prayer. Oh, yeah, Jesus, by the way, if there's anything I need to work on, just go ahead and then you off do the thing. No, you need to spend some time and really look and, and examine yourself. 
uh, under the spotlight of God and welcome him uh, to come into your life to do that examination. It really does help. Then lastly, in solutions to help you see more clearly, there's, of course, there's other things we can do as well, but this will be the last one that we'll talk about. And, and this kind of applies whether it's the very first time that you open up your heart to Christ or whether it's the hundredth time that you open up your heart to Christ. When you become Christians, it should be a lifelong pursuit that you want more of God. Uh, you know, if you're brand new in this whole area of faith, or maybe you're just searching, maybe you're online today and you were just searching and wondering uh, about us and you're watching online, or maybe you're here in person today and you're, you're kind of wondering about this whole God thing, this whole faith thing, and you know, is this real? Well, the Bible says, taste and see. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in him. It begins with a taste. And for that person that maybe you're brand new, uh, take a taste. Go ahead, take a taste, because you're going to see something that God is good. And you're going to see it. You're going to see it take place in your life. And if you've been a Christian for many, many, many years, keep tasting, keep dipping in, come and dine. There's an old hymn that many of you would never know, but some of you here today know that song. Come and dine. There's more for you. God has more for you. He always has more. So come and taste and see that the Lord is good. And that will help you to have your eyes wide open. And so this morning, I just want to encourage you to, to keep praying that, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see what's really important. Because sometimes, you know, life has its ways of missing with your mind, missing with your eyesight and your ears. That sometimes we don't hear as clear as we really should be. And I, I realize that we're, we're living in a season and a time where it's really important that I hear what the Spirit is saying. And, you know, we read that in the book of Revelations, the message to the seven churches. You know, God's repeating that over and over and over again. You know, be listening for what the Spirit is saying. Not what everyone else is saying, but what he's saying. And what you find is that he usually doesn't agree with what everyone else is saying. He usually has a whole different thing that he wants to speak into your life. And so I want to see those things. I really want to get that place where my eyes are open, that I see, I understand more about the things that are going on in my own life, the things that are going on around me, the things that are going on in our world. I want to see what God sees. You know, and I know sometimes we can get that place. Oh, well, I know, I know, I got it all covered. I got it all figured out. Friends, you'll never have it all figured out. I can guarantee you that. I love 1 Corinthians 2.9 uh, against, uh, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You, sometimes we think we know what God has all in store for us. Let me tell you, it's way better. It's way greater than what you can think or even imagine. You know, I, I know there's lots of people that think that, I you know, this is what's going to happen now. This is what's going to take place. Friends, just be keeping your focus on Jesus. And ask him to open up your eyes for you to see. Don't be relying on someone else to see for you. See for yourself because God wants to open up your eyes that you might see. As I was doing this message this week, I kind of had an interesting little experience happen to me. And as I was working on that message, uh, I had my outline done, so I knew what I was speaking on, and I, I got my introduction done, and it was kind of lunchtime, so I figured, you know, I'm going to go home, and 
uh, have some lunch, and then I'll go back and I'll, I'll finish my message. Well, as I left there, there were some people in the foyer, and they were talking and that, and I just kind of felt, you know what, I, I should just sit down and, and talk with these people. You know, people are more important than lunch or a message, and that's what I did. And so, anyway, it uh, turned out to be quite a long conversation, and um, as I was chatting with them, I started having this song come to my mind, and I was kind of thinking, like, this is rude. This is rude. Like, there's a, a song is coming to my mind. You know, sometimes I'm not too quick to think that maybe God's trying to say something. And anyway, the, the first few lines of this song came to my mind over and over again. And to be honest with you, that's all I knew with the song. I didn't know the rest of the song anyway. But anyway, an opportunity came when the person went out to the vehicle to get something. And I said, I think I should Google this. And I Googled it, and I found out what the, the song and uh, the message of the song, and well, it's quite, quite good. And I was thinking, like, this is what I'm talking about. Isn't that interesting? And, and the song is entitled, for those of you who are older, you would know this song, I Can See Clearly Now. And uh, done by some real big spiritual people. Uh, Johnny Nash, uh, number one hit back in 1972. I know some of you weren't even born then, right? But you know, that song came back uh, in 1994 and rose to the char chart to number 18. And, you know, it's been heavily influenced by some Jamaicans and so, uh, you know, Bob Marley, you know, other spiritual people that, that are out there. I'm kind of thinking, God, what are you trying to say to me here? Like, this is some secular song uh, uh, for these guys that were smoking dope and all that kind of stuff. Like, what are you trying to say? But as I started to read those lyrics, I was thinking, oh, this is really starting to apply to us. See, God can use anything. And listen to these lyrics of this song that I can see clearly now. I'm not going to sing it uh, for you. But it says, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. And I want you, as you listen to these words of this song, listen for what God may be speaking to you. I see that all obstacles in my way, gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Oh, yes, I can make it now. The pain is gone. All the bad feelings have disappeared. Here is the rainbow that I've been praying for. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Look all around. There's nothing but blue skies. Look straight ahead. There's nothing but blue skies. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Here is the rainbow I've been praying for. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. And as I was reading those words, I was saying, well, Lord, what is it that you want me to say through this song to the person that I have right before me and also to our church? And these were some of the things that came to my mind. And I'm sure that as I read that, there are other things that came to your mind of what God may be speaking to you. And I really believe that the Lord is going to bring us in a time where we're going to see more clearly. There's clarity that is coming for you. You've been going through a season that for many of you has been difficult. It's been hard. You, you know, you've had lots of questions. You've been wondering all about it. And I really believe that the Lord wants to say to you, I'm going to bring you into a time of clarity now. It's not been a time of clarity for you. It's been a lot of asking and wondering and why. And God's going to come in and he's going to start bringing clarity for you. And circumstances, obstacles, uh, questions, 
uh, that you've had, I really believe that God's going to come and bring you to that new season in your life. And you're going to open up your eyes that you're going to see with clarity some of the answers that you've been asking for. Uh, there's going to be that new understanding to what has happened actually in your past. Why did those things happen? God's going to bring you to a place of knowing and that that place is now behind you and that there's a new future that is waiting for you. You've come through that time of disappointment and pain. So all that pain, the hurt, the depression, the disappointment, the gloom, that's going to fade away and God's going to bring you into a new joy and a new hope. It's a new day of the sun rising, a new day of blue skies, a new day of hope for you. God wants to give you a new vision and new eyes to see, a clarity that's going to break all the confusion of the past off and bring you into that new season and destiny. So I just want to encourage you, keep your eyes on Jesus because he's going to open up your eyes to a brighter day, a day of greater sunshine, a day of greater blue skies. The old season is over. It's over. You need to realize that today. It's over. There's a new season now uh, for you to enjoy, and it's going to be a good season for you. I know that may not sound like a word to all the world, but it is a word to us here that God's got a new season for you. He's going to bring you into a new clarity, a new understanding of a lot of things. And what's ahead of you is blue skies. It's not going to be all those other things that you've been imagining in your mind. Oh, you know, life's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And oh, I don't know if I can live like this. I'm going to bring you into some blue skies. The sky's going to open up for you. And you're going to be blessed. And you're going to be encouraged. God has good things and store for you. Remember that little passage that we already said, 1 Corinthians 2.9, 2, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's what he desires. That's what he desires. You know, I could go walk down the aisles here today and just say that to each and every one of you, but you know what, your, your season, you're entering a new season, and what has happened in the past, and all those things that have troubled you and discouraged you and got you down and all those areas where you're asking, why, God, why? He's going to bring a new clarity for you, a new clarity. And that old season is going to be cut off. And you're going to enter in a new season of blue skies where wonderful things start happening and things that you've been desiring, uh, things that you've been crying out to God for, you're entering into that season where you're going to start seeing that for yourself. But that's what I got from a simple little song that started to hit my mind. I was trying to rebuke that because that song, I said, well, that's an old secular song. I don't want that in my head. But yet God was using that to speak to me, to take a look, look and see. Sometimes even the pastor needs some reminders and needs to keep going in his mind over and over again to catch it because it was happening quite a long time before I clued in that, oh, maybe God's trying to show me something. Well, maybe God's trying to show you something. And I believe he is. God wants to open up your eyes to see. This is the season to see. There are things that we've been longing for and wanting to see. All of us here, I know there's, there's just so many things that we want to see change and different. Well, this is the season you're going to see it. That old season is gone. It's over. You made it. You made it. You may not feel that way yet, but you've already made it. You've already come through that season. You're already through you're on the other side, and now you're coming where the skies are starting to part. The blue sky is opening up for you. 
That's what God has for you. Blue skies, blue skies. I can see clearly now the rain, the gloom, the despair, the hurt, the pain is going behind. And now I'm going forward to all the things that God has opening up for me. Father, I thank you that you desire to speak to us and open up our eyes. God, I want my eyes to be opened up to see more. I want my ears to be opened up to hear more. I want my mind, Lord, to be opened up more. And so help me, Father, to be in that place spiritually where that may continue to happen. But Lord, I believe that's something you want to do for every one of us right here. And Lord, I, I just believe that as we come through COVID and come through all these other things, and Lord, I, I know we could just start mentioning all the things that has happened to us over these past three or four or five years. It's a new season. You've made it through. You need to know that today. You've made it through. You don't think so, but you've made it through. And now the skies are starting to open up, and God's going to bring you into a new clarity, a new vision, a, a new things that he's going to show to you. So, Lord, I just pray you would grant that over every heart and life. Lord, that you would just encourage every person in this place and every person that's watching online, that they too would realize that, God, you're bringing a new clarity that we might see, that we can see clearly all the things that you're desiring to do, what you have been doing in the past, and what you're going to be doing in the future. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. We welcome you to show us new things. We welcome you to open our eyes. Lord, with new clarity, with new vision, that we might see that which you want us to see. I just pray that blessing over your people here this morning, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.